This is Dr. Rosie Kuhn, and this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. I always hesitate before I say spiritual immersion because I did a previous podcast called Aging Like a Guru, Who Me? And uh, so I keep <laughs> I keep wanting to say Aging Like a Guru, Who Me? But this podcast series is called Spiritual Immersion, Taking the Plunge. One of the challenging things about being in a spiritual immersion process and um, incrementally taking us through this process ourselves is that we're at choice at at all times um, to the degree that we are. Let's just put it that way. And we can slow down how, how fast we're moving pretty much and we could speed up to some degree. Uh, but what shows up is, um, in a sense, sometimes our body gets really uncomfortable. I talked about that in the previous podcast and, uh, or vibrations happen and it gets too squirrely. We get, we're just too uncomfortable. And so one of the ways to deal with that is to ground ourselves, um, in back into the, into the humanness of us, uh, being outside, uh, eating foods that are more grounding, which would be meats and dairy and things like that, uh, talking to people, uh, staying focused in the moment, those kinds of things. So one of the elements is um, is the incrementalness and the ability to, to the degree that you can, um, um, make this as comfortable as you can. You're moving on the gradient. You know, I call it coaching to the gradient. In a sense, you can only move as fast as you can and not any quicker. And a lot of the, the challenges that come up in this practice is we want to control the outcome. We want to control and have power over what shows up, when it shows up, when we're done, when we've started, all of those kinds of things. And the bottom line is we don't have control except to the degree that we do. And that's a, that's one of those dilemmas, like, am I in control? Can I, can I shift this? Can I change this? Um, and we can to the degree that we can. Uh, but on the other hand, you are um, in relationship with your spirit self, and you're saying, hey, I want to have a, um, a collaborative relationship here on this, while I'm here in this form, I want to have a collaborative relationship with myself that I have probably been ignoring or denying for most of my life uh, and or a den- denying and ignoring the degree to which it has um, empowered you or, or the degree to which you disempower it. So you are as I am and we are all learning how to live in a collaborative relationship with our spirit self. That's what this process is about. We tend to judge ourselves, too, about the degree to which we should be further along the path or that we should be done or we should be enlightened. We have a lot of judgments about ourselves and or other people. Uh, and in that judgment, we are unforgiving, if you will. And we have an element of righteousness in our declarations, I should be further along, I should know this, I should be beyond this, or chronologically, I'm 50 years old, or 60 years old, or 70 years old, I should be further along in my development. And those are declarations which interfere with the ability to just be you here now in your natural, natural, um, essential expression of you. 
we're all on this path. We don't know how long it's going to take. We don't know when it starts in terms of some people begin to wake up much earlier than others. Some people come into the, onto the planet more, more awake than others. We have no clue <laughs> about any of that. And the more that we're willing to surrender the right, righteousness or I know what I know, the more um, effortlessly we can move to, I don't know, I don't know what this is about. I don't know what anything is about. I don't know that this is good and this is bad. You know, Rumi says there's a field uh, beyond right and wrong, something like that. There's a field beyond the rightness and the wrongness. I'll meet you there. And it's a huge practice to get to that place of non-attachment to what's right or wrong. Um, and, you know, uh, and every country has its political or religious or um, environmental legislation, whatever that is. And we go, that's right or that's wrong. And, and those, those declarations limit our capacity to see and to understand beyond what is here to, to, to be with. So, you know, part of today's um, uh, podcast is about incrementally looking at, hey, th- th- this takes the time it takes, and, uh, and to accept that you are not in control about it all. You are like a, a novel, an epic novel that is being um, written and explored and lived one one paragraph at a time, maybe one sentence at a time. And as you're writing this novel about yourself, this epic adventure of who you are and how you came to be you, there's lots of explorations to be done. And a lot of um, principles, like values, like who is this character and how did they come to be who they are? And how did they come to choose to be righteous about certain things and or... Um, humble about other things. Lots of interesting questions that way. So part of what I want to talk about today or to focus on is a place of uh, the how we see ourselves because of our consensus reality or consensus view of reality. And how do we make ourselves up because of where we've been living? This is Gracie barking. Gracie, stop. So um, when I was studying to be a, a life coach, one of the first experiences I had is, was uh, with my coach, Hans Phillips, who asked me a number of questions. And we filled in this little form thing. And the first question was, what, do you, what are you afraid people are going to find out or decide about you? What are you afraid people are going to find out or decide about you? Now, I, it was just so clear when, I, when he asked me that question, it was like that I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, I'm undeserving, uh, and that's bottom line. I'm, I'm insignificant. So I was able to answer that question really quickly. A lot of times people will say, well, no, I don't think about what other people are going to decide or find out about me. That's not important. But it really is because we've, we've internalized an experience of being human um, based on our, our reality, based on our, our uh, situations, based on how people respond to us. And given how people respond to you, unless you've been in a fairly perfectly 
non-dysfunctional environment, you're going to have people who have treated you poorly for whatever reasons or your interpretations of them treating you poorly. That's the more important thing is your interpretations, my interpretations of how I've been treated. So when Hans asked me, what are you afraid people are going to find out or decide about you? I d- declared these these are what he's they're going to find out about me. <laughs> so in in essence, that is my truth. And even though I've got all the evidence, being 68, having three master's degrees, a PhD, having been in a relationship, having financially, you know, lived my life the way I have, those those elements of worthless, useless, insignificant, unlovable don't make sense. But the core me energetically, um, the core me, the core fear-based me believes that to be true. And I would suspect that if you sat with yourself and asked yourself the question, the same question, what am I afraid people are going to find out or decide about me? Those would be the some of the elements that you uh, would have on your list. Maybe it's I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not un- basically the enoughness list. So the second question that Hans asked was, what do you what what do you do? What do you do so people don't find out that you are worthless, undeserving, unworthy, unlovable, not enough, insignificant? What do you do so people don't find that out? And I was able to list off a whole bunch of things. Uh, be kind, uh, be pretty, uh, be sexy, uh, cook well, um, take care of people, make sure that their needs are met. And the list goes on. Now, those are the things that I decided were important to do so that I would not be rejected, not be found out, if you will, because if I was going to be found out, I might <laughs> inevitably, I'd be rejected, humiliated, perhaps violated in many ways or in that. So there's the core fear of unworthiness and uh, not enoughness. And then there's what I do so people don't find that out. Now, 99% of your life, if you really look at it clearly, is spent in that dynamic of feeling that fear that people are going to find out about you, and then everything that you do, so people don't find that out. Well, what's left? What's left is what we uh, are afraid to actually live into, which is our essential nature, our vitality, our vibrance, our um, exuberance, our own unique expression of self um, as playful, innocent, uh, transparent, authentic, the clarity of who you are as your natural innate, innate essence of the divine that it gets an expression through you. And that's where we're going with this process is in this spiritual immersion process, you know, in a sense, what's the intention? Each of us has an intention in being on this path of spiritual immersion of of self-discovery. But it's not just like, oh, now I know who I am. It's like, now I get to be me. Now I get to be me. I get to be the expression of me. And that is such a wonderful experience. The rewards, if you will, of this process is I get to be me. I get to be the expression of me. Um, 
because I thought that I was um, not intelligent, that I thought I wasn't smart, I wasn't good at academics, that never went in that direction. But here in my 50s and 60s, I'm, I've written quite a few books. People like my writing, which is phenomenal. People get something from the coach training that I do. People get a lot out of the coaching I do. But all of this time I lived in, I wasn't enough. And it's it's interesting. And I know that, that you who are listening here, most of you will have this similar experience of not enoughness. And to, to decide, okay, I'm going to explore this, explore my patterns of my core fears, my patterns of living in a certain way so that people don't find out that I'm whatever I believe I'm, I am. I don't, I, I, that, that's a, a recognition and, and, a, and a cultivating an awareness of how we operate in order to survive. But most of that doesn't allow us to really thrive in our essential nature. So that's this piece for today is pay attention to how you are in your life in those places where you feel peaceful and serenity, uh, tranquility, creative, feel your most essential nature. Um, Where do you get to play? Where do you laugh spontaneously? Where do you feel that deep breath of, ah, this is a good moment in my life? And, and note those down and what allowed that to be? How did you allow yourself to be in that moment? How did you allow yourself to be that in this moment? And how do you contract into, oh, I hope people don't find out about, how do you, how, what are the patterns of living that you're so, um, that are so habitual in your life that you don't even notice you're doing, but interfere with you actually being your highest Um, highest truth and highest knowing and highest self-expression. All right, I'm going to end here because I'm going over a little bit. And uh, I'll continue with this theme and others in the next podcast. All right, big hugs. Bye for now.